And the contrast between those, you know, when, when there is inflow and outflow, there's health. If it's yeah. just stuff coming in and nothing flowing out, uh, it's, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to be a consumer and, you know, you, you hear a sermon on Sunday and then you listen to a dozen podcasts during the week and you yeah. read, uh, you know, another half dozen blogs and just always taking in. But the, the, the importance of being in context of community with other people where you can actually live out and apply what God is saying to you is so crucial so that you're, you're both taking in truth from God's word and living it out in community with people. That, that keeps us healthy and, and growing and maturing as, as believers. You're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast devoted to equipping the members of Emmaus Road Church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ in the city of Sioux Falls. The people of Emmaus Road are committed to regular rhythms of gathering and scattering. We gather corporately in worship on Sunday mornings. We gather in missional communities and discipleship huddles. And we scatter throughout our city where we want to give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, welcome to the newest episode and season of Make and Multiply. Uh, my name is Matt Gruden. I'm here with Caleb Dernberger and Ryan Chase. And we are doing something new, but also not new, uh, different, but also the same. Um, if you've listened to Make and Multiply before, this might sound different because there's three of us rather than just one of us. Uh, there's a lot more conversation, a lot more talk back and forth. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, Ryan's got enough beard for all of us. Uh, Caleb <laughs> is trying, and I'm not even trying. So then you have... What we're trying to do. That. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't try. So, Ryan, let me ask you this. You started Make and Multiply. Give us a, a brief history and then try and answer the question for us why a podcast? Yeah, a few years ago, I uh, started recording episodes called it Make and Multiply. Um, and my goal at the time was just to work through the content in our Discipleship Huddle field guide, which, by the way, if you don't have a hard copy of that, we have them available at the church. You can pick one up for free on a Sunday morning. Um, highly recommend getting that. That There's just a great a ton of great content mm-hmm. in that uh, for you as you participate in a Discipleship Huddle and really grow in learning how to uh, help other people grow in their faith. So it's a benefit to people individually, and then a benefit as we live our lives in community with one another, discipling each other. So, so much great content in that field guide. And I realized um, not everybody's just going to sit down and read it cover to cover. Hmm. Um, that format is, it's nice to have stuff written down. You can pull it out and refer to it. But I thought, you know, podcasts are a great way. A lot of us access content that way. Uh, we listen to them while we're driving or working on other projects and so I thought I, I could just talk through and, and give some comments on that content in our field guide that people could access as they're going about their lives. Yeah. So hopefully more people would be more familiar with the content of our Discipleship Huddle field guide. So that's why I started that originally. And then, that's great. You named it Make and Multiply. Um, what's up with that? Yeah, <laughs> really that just summarizes our mission as a church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ. And it's important for us to say that again and again, to remind ourselves, because it's easy to be distracted by all kinds of other 
goals and missions and targets and and things. Um, it, it really, it, it echoes the cultural mandate all the way back in Genesis 1, when God blessed Adam and Eve and told them to be fruitful and multiply. <clears throat> and that carries on throughout the storyline of Scripture, um, God blessing His people, making them fruitful, multiplying them. And then when we get to the Great Commission, um, Jesus, right before His ascension, commands His disciples, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. So that's the the mandate, the mission that God has given to His church. And you know, th- there are so many uh, charities, nonprofits, uh, lots of causes and campaigns we can get behind, lots of other things people want to be about. But for the church, keeping our eye on the ball, knowing making disciples of Jesus Christ, multiplying disciples mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. When we say make and multiply, it just it's a reminder to us, disciples make disciples who make disciples who make disciples, on and on. Uh, so that's our mission, and really that's the aim of this podcast, just to be uh, helpful to people uh, in our local context to that end. Growing as disciples of Jesus Christ, we realize it's, it starts there. We are disciples, so we need to be growing and maturing. If, you know, if we could throw another M word in there, make, mature, and multiply, <laughs> yeah, we want to be maturing as disciples, no, too um, as well as helping other people grow as disciples. So <laughs> that's that's what that's about. So that's awesome. You've used language, though, of like huddles and missional communities and so forth. Like, who is this podcast for? Because podcasts, I think, when I think of a podcast and the podcast, I typically take in are just voices out there commenting on the news of the day, commenting on the the latest controversy. Is that our aim or is that what we're after? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, the podcast format is helpful because it's convenient. You can access it whenever you want to. Um, There are tons of podcasts out there, like you said, uh, coming at us from all over the place, dealing with every possible topic imaginable. Um, And so, no, our aim with this podcast is to serve the the people of Emmaus Road Church mm-hmm. in in this context, and I'm just aware personally that it, it's so easy to spend my time caught up following um, controversies that are going on around the world outside of my sphere of influence, things that I have nothing to do with. Um, it's easy to get kind of riled up about stuff going on in other places. Um, you are alone in that, by the way. <laughs> it's only you. It's only That's you. Right. That's, yeah. You are a unicorn. Well, here I was thinking maybe other people also are susceptible <laughs> to that, but <laughs> it's good to know. Oh, uh, but it's, it's, it's possible just to be always tracking with things happening in other places. And, and I think Sometimes we do that to distract ourselves from our responsibilities right here locally. Mm. And when I think about, you know, responsibilities kind of like layers of an onion or concentric circles, you know, first and foremost, giving attention to my own heart, um, and then my family, my household, my neighborhood, my church, my, the community where, where I live, um, these are the, the places, the people that we're involved with on a day-to-day basis. And so giving attention to those things really matters because that, that's where we can do something about it. You know, you can follow a controversy on Twitter happening between people you don't actually know in person and may never meet in this mm-hmm. life. Um, and you can follow it with great interest and even get worked up about it. Right. And, and in the end, you, you can't really do anything about it. And so I, I just think there's so much value in prioritizing local concerns, uh, the life of our souls, our church, uh, these people that we're in community with. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So here's another question, not for you, Ryan, but for Caleb. A couple of years ago, so when Ryan was first posting these um, 
the first couple seasons of Make and Multiply. What you as a listener, person of the church, a leader in the church, leader of a missional community, leader of a, a huddle, how had you utilized, like how did you use that podcast mm-hmm. from your chair re- in the past? Yeah, I think f- first, just because the the huddle guide was so fresh still, and we were still ch- trying to get grasp, what does this look like? How do we do family life as a church? Um, that was just one more resource to kind of help groom that, massage that into the, the life of, of what we do. And so um, I think first, just being a listener and mm-hmm. receiving the, the encouragement and the benefit of just being taught more clearly, what are these things that we, we have in this physical resource? What do these things actually mean? You know, Ryan was able to give more color and, and, and help in that. But then I think as a, as a leader then too, responsible for a, a missional community, a group of people who are seeking to make and multiply disciples. And, and, and I think, again, that, that maturity aspect as well is so key because it's not just like we become disciples and then our only aim is to make multi, uh, disciples. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that needs to be done in us. Mm-hmm. We are all, I mean, we're all over the place in the discipleship sphere. Or, yeah. um, you know, I'm here, someone else is there and we all need help. And so I think um, a lot of that resource helps address that. Um, it helps us mature. It helps us become more Christ-like. It helps us in our families, in our spheres of influence. I mean, like, like you said, Ryan, just kind of putting the emphasis back on what can we affect here. I think a lot of people's frustration comes when, I think actually one of the guys in my head will just expressed this recently. He, he said, there's frustration I feel because there's just so much stuff that I'm intaking and I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And really what you can address is believing the gospel for yourself and leading your family to treasure Christ mm-hmm. and all those things. And so the podcast is a resource in order to equip, not just protect, but equip the people of Emmaus Road Church to that end of just marveling at the goodness of God in the gospel and helping others um, do that as well. So we've, uh, I think just as a missional community in the past, we even utilized that resource of, of you know, again, a lot of people don't have time just to open up their huddle guide and read it mm-hmm. and really intake it. I think uh, listening to the podcast on an MC gathering night was helpful once in a while and just discussing it. What does this mean for us? I think it helped. I think it helped people who, um, you know, just were unfamiliar or new to a discipleship huddle to gain traction there and know, oh, this is kind of what it is. This is why I should value it. It really helped people move from, you know, on the on the fringe to actually engaging fully into it. Mm. And I think it's given uh, people language uh, just to, to, to put words to what we're doing together as, as disciples of Jesus Christ in the city. So, um, yeah. Yeah. What you said too is, it's great. So names make and multiply. Um, but there's also that maturity aspect of, like you said, we're individuals on a spectrum of, of mm-hmm. the discipleship, you know, path being all at different levels. And the hope of this podcast isn't that you as an individual would listen to this and then mature. <laughs> the aim is to give tools for community because that's where discipleship truly happens is yeah. in community with one another. So the danger with social media and the danger with um, especially technology and the danger of like, for instance, a media like podcasts is that I can sit by myself and hear a million voices come at me and mm-hmm. now I get to sit and brood on it and think about it and get worked up about it and whatever. But 
that's not the hope of this podcast. <laughs> our hope is that this would equip the people of our church to go to one another, to because that's where actual discipleship takes place. That's where maturing takes place, right. and we can only make and multiply if we mature. So that's the hope, is that this happens in community, because there's nowhere else that that can happen. All the yeah. commands of one another in in the New Testament require another person. Yeah. And the way that Emmaus Road Church, the way that we facilitate that is in discipleship huddles mm -hmm. and in missional communities, gospel communities on mission, yeah. which require other people. Yeah, and, and maybe, I mean, maybe someone who's not a part of Mace Road Church will listen to this podcast and they'll, they'll receive encouragement. I mean, they'll, mm. they'll be built yeah. up by it. But this is geared towards a specific people because we are about a specific culture. I mean, yeah. just, just the, the practicalities, our philosophy of ministry. I mean, obviously the gospel is what fuels and informs everything that we do, but how we work out family life. I mean, in, like you said, discipleship huddles, that's a distinct term for our church and mm -hmm. what that means, mm -hmm. missional communities, um, even resources that we use like like realm or um, aspects of our Sunday meeting. You know, there's a lot of things that are the same with other gospel-centered churches, other sovereign grace churches, but there's something about our church that we, we know our people. I think that's the bigger thing. We know our people. We know, we, we know what our people need, and we want to care for them well. And mm -hmm. so that's why there's a very specificity to this podcast, more than just a broad... Hey, this is what's going on in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. It, you know, it's amazing how God communicates Himself to us in His Word. You know, if you, you know, run a thought experiment, imagine this is not meaning to be blasphemous, but if you were God, thinking, <laughs> how would I communicate myself to the world? Yeah. Um, we would probably not, in our limited minds, come up with the idea that God did the way that He spoke. You mm -hmm. know, we, we tend to think, just give me all the doctrines laid out. Mm -hmm. You know, some. Uh, systematic theology, right. some statement of faith, just very clearly, systematically organized that way with these abstract principles mm -hmm. about God. Uh, and instead, God communicates himself to us through people in local situations and contexts. So even the letters of the New Testament are written to particular people at a place, and there are truths there that we can draw out, we benefit from, God's still speaking through His Word today, but uh, God always works with local people in a local place who are going through specific things there. Um, and so recognizing that, you know, God has made us embodied souls. We, we live in a place, we live with other people. So that's why season two of Make and Multiply, my focus in that was on just working through the one another commands of Scripture, mm -hmm. because yeah. we live in community with one another, and Scripture speaks to that, tells us how we ought to live in community with each other. Um, Matt, you were talking about consuming podcasts, and that's just a reminder to me that one of the the dangers, like you were saying, in the, all of the, the technology and media that we have available to us today really can contribute to that that problem of just being mainly uh, consumers mm -hmm. a, as Christians, just taking in all the time. I remember distinctly back, I think in high school sometime, uh, somebody used this illustration that's stuck with me ever since, that um, the, the comparison between the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea um, and mm. the Jordan River that flows you know, through the Sea of Galilee water comes in and water goes out. And because there's an outlet and stuff is flowing in and flowing out, um, then it's fish live in it, vegetation lives on the side of it. The Dead Sea stuff flows in, but nothing flows out mm -hmm. and it's, it's dead. Nothing grows mm -hmm. on the banks. It's just full of salt and, and nothing can live in it or around it. Um, and the contrast between those, you know, when, when there is inflow and outflow, 
there's health. If it's yeah. just stuff coming in and nothing flowing out, uh, it's it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to be a consumer and you know you, you hear a sermon on Sunday and then you listen to a dozen podcasts during the week and you yeah. read uh, you know another half dozen blogs and just always taking in. But the 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 importance of being in context of community with other people where you can actually live out and apply what God is saying to you is so crucial so that you're, you're both taking in truth from God's word and living it out in community with people that, that keeps us healthy and, and growing and maturing as, as believers. Yeah. And that's really, that's making it multiply. That's, right. that's how, how do we make it multiply? It's intake and out intake and output. Yeah. There's a, there's a sense of I'm being formed by the gospel and it's how it how it speaks t- to me in my life and shaping me and shaping my soul. And then now I'm in community with others who are also experiencing that. And so we get together, we're united around something in community, having something in common, a, a certain unity around something. Mm-hmm. That's something being the gospel of Jesus Christ. People who have been shaped by the gospel tend to get together and they right. tend to express express the love they have for one another in Christ to one another. And so that process then naturally just starts expanding and people get caught up in it and you invite yeah. people in and, um, and that's, you know, we, we see, that is the story of the church. You see that in Acts, from Acts 2 to all the way through the end of the, of the book by, by, you know, Acts 1-8, that, that famous promise, you will be my witnesses mm. in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that's happened. And that, I mean, man, that took place in eight chapters, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the Ethiopian eunuch, is, who's on the edge of the world, is being discipled. And, and Philip says to him, where's, you know, who can deny this man water? Let's go baptize him right now. Yeah. Um, and so that is happening. And it happens, again, back to Acts 1.8. It doesn't happen because it's just a nice strategy that we've come up with that seems to be pragmatically working. Right. No, he says, you will receive power from on That's high. a promise. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's that... that the Spirit has come because Jesus has died and rose again. Mm. Um, there is a helper that is with us that, um, that informs how we live together, how we mm-hmm. talk to one another. About, and it also should inform how we intake information and mm-hmm. cultivate what types of things do, like, do I really need to be worked up about that, <laughs> that, new, <laughs> that new controversy that just broke out? And can you believe this guy did that? And um, it yeah. should inform our, our loves and our... our um, the things we're interested in and the way that we intake information and then output yeah. uh, how that affects us. Yeah, we live in a world where there are so many voices calling for our attention mm. all the time. Um, they could be good voices or they could be the wrong voices. And just reminding ourselves again and again, I think that would be one of the aims of this podcast is that the gospel creates a distinct people and we are distinct in the way that we relate to the world, live in this world. Um, you know, Peter calls to his audience, First Peter 1, he's, he's saying, set your hope fully on the grace that will be, will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then he's talking about conduct, like living, being holy as God is holy. Don't conform to the passions of your former ignorance and all those things. And that's because there's always that temptation to just live like the world. And so there's a piece of putting, I mean, he says even in Second Peter, I, I'm, I want to stir you up in way of reminder. We want to keep holding out things in front of our people in way of caring for them, protecting them. And a podcast is a way to do that, to say, this is the way that we live distinct. Intake the word, 
remember the gospel. And then how that all just works out in our family life is really important because we are a distinct people being made more distinct in this world. Um, and uh, it's all to the praise of, of the one who's kind of setting the boundaries and setting all the rules and saying this is the way it should go. So, um, And to be clear, though, I think that's, that's really good. But to be clear, it's not like we're ignorant of our context and ignorant to no. all that's happening out in the world. I think you can't, you can't be ignorant to our situation and how wild things have become. Yeah. But even how you were just mentioning, Caleb, Peter's letter is to the Christians living in a similar situation. Yes. People in active persecution. Um, people are being, there is craziness happening. And yet in the midst of that, so he's not trying to say, oh, well, just ignore all that and right. hide yourselves right. up in a hole. And, Go up in the forest, right. in a log cabin <laughs> Yeah, by exactly. Just, you know, create a monastery somewhere. No, he says, in spite of all that, th- this is how we ride that storm. This, yeah. this is how we... How and you know the storm is from God. This is this is for our good. And going back to the Acts, like the Acts, the, the book of Acts, that spread that happened. The, what was the chief thing that caused that spread from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth? Was persecution. It was the hammer blow of the Jerusalem Council killing Stephen, and then off they go. They get tossed into the into the world. So. It's not like we're ignorant to what's right, happening right. out there. That's a good clarification. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put our heads in the sand and say, mm-hmm. hey, let's just huddle in together. Yeah. <laughs> that, because that's not how we, we can't multiply without engaging with the world. We won't right. grow that way, yeah. 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 Yeah, we're, we're supposed to see what's going on around us and then respond biblically. Mm-hmm. You know, how would God have us respond to this? Just getting worked up and upset about stuff out there where you can't do anything about it is unproductive. But giving yourself completely, investing in a local uh, church community and building a distinct gospel culture there by responding to what's going on around us, according to God's word, that that does something, because that's God's strategy for the church. And so when when Paul addresses that in Scripture, and he talks about... um, you know, uh, he's, he's, he calls us in Ephesians 4, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a way of living that used to characterize you. Don't live in that way anymore. And rather, he says in places like Philippians 1, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel. So, so there is a way of living, a distinct manner of life that's consistent mm-hmm. with the gospel. Yeah. And, and we want that to shape us because that's what creates gospel culture. When you have not just one individual, but a whole community of people who are living out that manner of life together, that's a distinct culture. And, and there's a, you know, a pastor and an author who has said a lot recently, you can't fight a culture war without a culture. Yeah. Just like you can't fight a naval war if you don't have <laughs> ships. Mm-hmm. If you don't have ships, as much as you might you know, want to be fighting a naval war, you can't. You're not engaged in it. And likewise, really mad at the other guys. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had a boat. Yeah. So you, the only way to fight a culture war is not just to get worked up about the yeah. culture out there and how bad it is and how wrong everybody is. The way to fight it is you, you create a different culture, a distinctly gospel culture. This manner of life that's consistent with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, so that's one of our desires in this. Mm-hmm. season or whatever we, how, however we refer to it, to talk about how do we do things here? Yeah. Uh, how do we live in community with one another? Why do we do the things that we do? And, and why do we do them in the way that we do them? Because yes. um, our beliefs come out, yes. our fingertips, in, in practical ways. Um, you are doing something. Yes. Mm-hmm. The question isn't whether, but which. Yep. 
it's not whether we're doing something, but which thing should we do? Yep. Um, and that's our hope is that we can, why, not just what do we do, like you just said, Ryan, but, but why? And why, is, why does it matter? Yeah. Yep. And, and, and it, there are practical components to that. You know, when there, uh, Peter gives the command, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. So hospitality is a, a gospel virtue. Mm-hmm. We value that because God has welcomed us in. And so we know in principle, we are supposed to welcome one another and be warm and hospitable. But then the practicality of that looks very different. So, you know, when, when Jesus, I think it's in, in Luke 7, he's in the home of a Pharisee named Simon, and, and that woman comes in and wets his feet with her tears and, and dries them with her hair, um, and everybody's uncomfortable. And, and Jesus turns to his host and says, you didn't offer me any water for my feet. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's a practical cultural expression of hospitality there right. that is not normal in our culture. You know, when, when if I'm at, you've never offered me water for my feet at your home and I've never offered you water. Uh, we don't I've, do that in our I, culture. I failed you apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that itself is not the, the universal absolute. Sure. It, it's going to look different in local contexts. W- what does hospitality look like? But it, it's a lot like language, you know, in whether you speak English or Chinese or Arabic or whatever, there's a way to say, hello, how are you? Uh, and, and you figure out how to say that in the language that's spoken by the people that you're with. And so likewise, you know, show hospitality. Okay, great. What does that look like here? How, how do we do that here? So there, there are particular expressions to some of those things. So yeah. th- those are some of the things we want to talk about. Yeah, It's good. Thanks for listening to Make and Multiply. If you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles, missional communities, or gospel fluency, you can reach out to your missional community leader. And if you're not yet plugged into gospel community at Emmaus Road, visit us online at EmmausRoadSF.com.